0: Hello everybody and welcome to the latest episode of The Figure Forecast, episode 15. It's WrestleMania Backlash. Backlash. Backlash? I'm not sure how many backlashes it is, but as ever, I'm Sam Gardner and I'm joined by my co-host and friend, Damian Cross. How's life treating you, Damian?
1: It's uh, it's been an interesting week. Uh, Obviously, we had a pay-per-view and been able to watch Monday Night well, I had a couple of days off work, and the whole week has just been a bit of a blur. I can't really, re- like, I haven't really do anything. Just watch some wrestling, but it's just one of those, one of those kind of weeks.
0: Have you been catching up on your WrestleManias?
1: I am slowly getting through them. I'm starting to lose all enjoyment. I'm getting to some good ones now, but I've lost basically all enjoyment of watching WrestleManias. It's it's starting to affect my enjoyment of wrestling in general, this was a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> even though we are getting to the good ones. I think I'm on 18, 19 at the minute. I, I can't I can't remember. They're all kind of blurring into one at this point. But I'm soon going to be the ones I've already actually watched. And I don't know if that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I know I've said it before, but I'll say it again. I'm so happy that I won that predictions contest because that would have just been a really bad punishment. But let's jump straight in and talk about WWE WrestleMania Backlash which happened last Sunday. What did you think of the show as a whole?
1: So I I had the benefit of staying up to to watch it. Um, I really enjoyed it despite it being the most predictable outcome of for all the matches Uh, apart from one that I don't think anyone saw what happened happening we'll get to that in a bit um every match (laughs) kind of went as we predicted it last week we got yeah we got every single one right so no punishment for either of us this week yes yippee um but it was still enjoyable most of the matches were really good in the ring what was happening they had some good storytelling throughout and even though you kind of already knew who was going to win or assumed we knew who was going to win he didn't really take anything away so for a B pay-per-view I'd say it was a pretty good
0: from, uh, from WWE yeah I tend to agree with what you said there most of the matches sort of Outdid my expectations in a way We mentioned it last week There was a couple of matches Where the build has been uninspiring To say the least Like the Raw Women's Championship match Uh, But the match itself was okay We'll get into it in a little bit In more detail But yeah, although it was predictable As you say We got every single prediction right I found myself entertained By the show And I don't know if entertain's the right word For one match Baffled but in a good way, I don't know, I honestly don't know what my thoughts are, I think we'll explore it in a little bit, but I don't want to talk about every single match that's on the show, I do want to just talk a little bit firstly about a really good feel good moment that happened on the show, some people may say it should have happened on Wrestlemania but it's happened now and we have the first ever in WWE father and son tag team champions Ray Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio defeated the DIRTY DOGS and it was really nice to see Dominic win by using his real-life father's finishing move, the Frog Splash.
1: Yeah it was a kind of a weird story they told throughout the match with Bray um, coming out by himself to start with as um, Dominic had been attacked backstage. And um, yeah. then about halfway through the match uh, he came out to kind of make the save for his dad and they they, pick, they they go on to pick up the win. It kind of felt like an entire story had been told in that one match. Like normally you might drag that sort of thing out and have like the beatdown and then a returning wrestler come make the save a little while later but they kind of condensed it all into one match story but me it worked because I was like oh no they're not gonna no, they're not gonna get the big win they're not gonna have the moment and you kind of you get drawn into it then so when they do pick up the win you kind of feel that kind of elation that WWE wanted you to feel And yeah it, took, it kind of turned the predictability on its head everyone's going oh they're definitely going to win and then they make it look like there's no way they can and it would have been a very WWE thing to do to tease that they were going to win and then do the payoff later but I quite liked that they did actually give us that uh, in the match.
0: Yeah I liked it too, I liked the beat down and the right people won. It's nice to get the tag belts on someone new for a change um, and I like it, I like the dynamic and I'm looking forward to see what happens because In the run-up to Wrestlemania, we had a few tag teams like Otis and Gable, um, the Street Profits always there or thereabouts, and obviously a couple of other teams there that are all in the running for the titles, and I think it would be good to see some matches between the Mysterios and those teams. Who knows, maybe we'll have a little bit of a tag division on SmackDown, but I think the most important thing to come out of this match was obviously the Mysterios won. And now, as Dominic said on last week's SmackDown in possibly some of the worst WWE scripting in a long time, the dirty dogs are gonna have to call him Baby Champ.
1: Yeah. Are we gonna see the the, the start of the character shift for Dominic? Because they I believe they trademarked quite a while ago the name Prince Mysterio.
0: Yeah, they did. And there's there's been rumours. And he said that he wants to wear a mask as well. Yeah, there's been
1: been the the rumours for a while that he'll start wearing the mask. Um, So, is that going to start with this, do you think? Because it would be the right time to kind of make the next step into getting him. I feel like if he does a Prince Mysterio gimmick, he's eventually going to be a heel. But he's not going to just start wearing a mask. I feel like he's going to take his dad's mask
0: which would be a really interesting story to do. That would, it's something we've not seen before, and I think even more interestingly, the next pay-per-view Hell in a Cell, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure it falls on American Father's Day, so imagine if the heel turn from Dominic came on Father's
1: Day. I don't think they'll do it yet, I feel like it needs a slower build, it definitely needs a crowd,
0: but a
1: Dominic heel turn some way down the line is a story I, I could i could really get behind um hope wb need yeah. to draw it out not overly like too much then you don't want to telegraph it a little bit too much but like if done right and they're almost definitely not going to do it right but it could <laughs> it, it could for the drug rival the diy split if it was yeah. done right. like yeah. it should because this is a father and son Um, yeah they've got a closer
0: connection they've got blood but
1: I think I'm dreaming a little bit of uh, them doing a story with that that well but it it should rival that Um, and in my head it it does let's hope that comes true not that that I want to see a father and son uh, kind of split up but it's all story so it's fine
0: I'll be honest I absolutely want to see it I just I long for the electric chair, Rey Mysterio on Dominic's shoulders, and, like in the Batista Randy Orton sort of, their thumbs down, and Mysterio just goes down. It would be brilliant. I've been impressed with Dominic. I've actually been really impressed yeah, with from his first match with Seth from last year. He's he's there's still bits in there where you can tell he's new to it, but he's like he's been really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm entertained watching his matches. and That's what you want. Yeah a wrestler, isn't it? He's,
1: he's learning on, on the job um, way he is way better than uh, many in the past. Um, so uh, you can tell he's putting the work in, and that's all that's really important. You put the work in and you've got that charisma, then that's kind of half the, the job.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, before we get to one of the big talking points of this paper, I do want to just mention the women's matches a little bit, and I thought they were entertaining matches. I like the triple threat match, uh, but I thought it was a bit formulaic, so, sort of like a standard WWE triple threat. One person gets thrown out of the ring, sort of uh, plays out their injury, and then it's kind of a singles match, and then get that on, on sort of repeat. Um, but it was okay, I've, I found it entertaining. The end was it was okay I like the end in terms of Charlotte kicking Asuka and then falling out the ring but the camera work was so bad that yeah. you didn't realize why Charlotte wasn't there at the beginning until uh, one of the commentators said oh Charlotte got knocked out of the ring and you he saw her so that was that sort of took away from it a little bit but overall there's... it was okay it was an alright match like we weren't expecting much from it what do you think well
1: I'll say there's been a couple of bits recently where the camera work's been a little Off. I don't know if they've changed anything behind the scenes, or if uh, the regular production crew are taking some time off or something. I'm sure we would have seen some news of it, but there has been a few moments where I think it's Kevin
0: Dunn or Richard Dunn or I don't know, one of those is a footballer, I think. Um, <laughs> Richard Dunn used to play for Man City. It's not Richard Dunn, so, he's got a big change of career. I think it's Kevin Dunn who does all the production. It is Kevin Dunne. <laughs> Richard Dunn. <laughs> Amazing.
1: Does all the production, um, has been known to miss a few moments, but there's been just a couple recently that's kind of stood out. So, um, yeah. You need a bit less that. The, the match was quite entertaining. I, I, I was worried that Charlotte was, was going to win. Um, not because Charlotte's bad just because the story didn't need it but uh, the the kind of character work she's doing is kind of interesting it's like blurring the reality and um, story together so those kind of characters tend to work well and I, th- I think the, the match did the story justice, I don't know where you go from here,
0: but thankfully it's no, not my job to write that. I don't know where so. it goes from here either, to be honest, um, as demonstrated Ooh. on Raw, which we'll get onto in a little bit. Um, the other women's match as well, I thought it was okay, but it was almost a little bit clunky at times, the chemistry between the two didn't really seem like it was there 100% like it was with Sasha and Bianca. Um, they were, Bailey was obviously going for the hair like Sasha did, not to the extent Sasha did, but it, yeah, like I say, it's just a little bit clunky and the ending sort of brought that to the forefront with uh, Bianca trying to hook Bailey's leg with her hair slipping and, slip in and it, it all just felt a little bit off.
1: I think more to do with how good the match at Wrestlemania between Sasha and Bianca was that you kind of notice it more like if you have a really really good match and you follow it up with a good but not great match then it's going to look so much worse in comparison and I feel like that's kind of what the problem was I don't think there's anything wrong with the match there's just been we've seen better before I think some of their matches um uh, before Wrestlemania were a little bit better as well and it just kind of made these look worse even though they they weren't really that bad it was just kind of uh, the situation Just it's just seeing better stuff and then you, you, you see something that's not quite as good it's going to obviously give you that opinion that it was bad but
0: yeah yeah. I'm, I'm not saying it was a bad match by any sort of extent but I kind of expected a little bit better but look the end result was right Bianca won. I would have preferred to see her go over clean rather than sort of a bit of a not a 50-50 finish. I don't know how to describe it. It wasn't a clean finish. There's a bit of sort of a question mark over it, like a quick roll-up type thing. So, look, I'd rather a, a clean finish, but Bianca won, and I just really hope that they start booking her and the whole women's division on SmackDown better because we're far from the heights that we were at sort of last summer with Sasha and. Um, um, sorry, Sasha and Bailey. Yeah. It sort of seems like we're a long way away from that. It, was the way women have been it,
1: it feels like that WWE have been holding back a little bit with um, no crowds, and they have announced that they're going to start going on tour again in July. So fingers yeah, crossed they that um, they start being a little bit more willing to take take some chances when they've got a crowd that they can gauge reactions to. Um, yeah that's always been a big thing so hopefully that can be like just this kind of shift that things need to start getting back on track we've been saying for a little while that something needs to change and if it's done safely going back on tour is going to be a big thing so
0: yeah it's going to be massive and we found out money in the bank has been pushed back to July to have fans back so Hell in a Cell in June next month will be the last pay per view fingers crossed without fans in attendance we'll
1: talk about it a little bit more Mm. later but them pushing Money in the Bank back to when they've got fans suggests to me there's going to be something big happening in Money in the Bank
0: yeah you'd hope so there's
1: something that they want to have fans in attendance for so presumably one of the Money in the Bank winners is going to either be someone like surprising and they want that moment with the fans or they're gonna cash in on the same night that is my early prediction for money in the bank i'm gonna say it now i don't
0: think that's a bad prediction
1: um, i think someone might cash in on the same night
0: just are you willing to put your neck on the line and say who
1: at the minute not just because we don't we have no idea what's going to be happening over the next two months um so, I mean it's either going to be someone really surprising in like a huge return or it's going to be a cash in on the same night. I think it's going to be a cash in on the same night but I, I couldn't say who at the minute. There's it could be literally anybody. It could be Big E. Right? He's been having a bit of a push so
0: who knows. Well. The Fiend's not been on TV for a while so I reckon Papa is gonna return, win money in the bank and feud with The Fiend and have a Spooky Bollocks feud, Alexa Bliss thrown in there, why not? Give the people what they want.
1: Well you've mentioned Spooky Bollocks so I feel like we need to get to the elephant in the room, that, uh, the Miz versus Daniel Priest
0: lumberjack match. Insert zombie noise here. Cause my uh, internet explorer crashed. and <laughs> I can't play it right now. Zombies, zombies. There you go. I
1: might just, <laughs> I might just keep what you put in and not, not do anything. Um, yeah. Watching
0: this live was one of the strang- As I did as well. And you I were actually awakened awake at but, this point. So, yeah, I was kind of like hazy awake because I knew I had work the next morning. So I set my alarm, woke up, and I had the first hour on. And I was sort of in an in between sort of a, a light sleep. And then this came on. So they, and I was fully awake.
1: They set it up a little bit earlier with John Morrison going into the locker room and seeing all the zombies and then kind of trying to explain to Miz that the lumberjacks were zombies.
0: And Not just any locker room, the lumberjack locker room. So these were zombie lumberjacks.
1: And I thought that was just going to be it, because obviously there was this whole thing for Backlash of tying into the Zack Snyder Netflix movie, which I can't remember the name of, but it's the zombie Army movie. Army of the Dead, I um, believe. Um, probably Could be wrong. I think that is right. You've probably seen the things on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. The zombie tiger is kind of the big promotional thing. But it was to tie into that because Batista was in that movie, he did a voiceover to open Backlash and then we had this, was the big tie-in. And I thought the locker room backstage thing was going to be the only thing. It was just going to be a little jokiness to it. And when they all came out, I had no idea what to think. I was stunned. (laughs) I was like, is this happening? Wait. (laughs) Oh, man. It got a lot of hate online. I grew to enjoy it as that match went on. I didn't. I didn't think it was a good idea when it first happened. I grew to enjoy it. I don't know what someone watching for the first time would have thought. The them attacking the Miz and like eating him or whatever they're supposed to do at the end.
0: They ate John Morrison as well. They pulled him down yeah. from over the railings. It was, it, but John Morrison no sold it on Raw. He was not a zombie. Uh, Maybe the Miz is going to return from his injury he, as a zombie. He did mention like.
1: They asked how he was feeling, and he was talked about feeling a little, like, sluggish or so. He was talking as if, like, he was feeling a bit zombified, but not quite a zombie sort of thing
0: on Raw. It's John Morrison going to turn into a zombie. Just in time for fans coming back.
1: Um, yeah, as, <laughs> as, oh as I said, God. it got a lot of hate online. It is very ridiculous, and I can see why someone would hate it. But it kind of didn't ruin kind of the match for me, it was just kind of like one of those weird moments that stood out, but sometimes you need some weirdness in your wrestling.
0: Well the thing is, it was a match that wasn't needed in the first place, like you should have ended this feud at Wrestlemania, but we got another rerun of it on Raw, anyway we'll get to that whenever we get to that, if we get to that, I don't know if we'll talk about it, but yeah it was a match that wasn't needed, but... The Zombies were very well behaved, they didn't enter the ring or anything, no, they were un- good zombies. They
1: understood the you rules know
0: what of it was for me, match. I've just, over the last year since I've no fans I've got used to WWE at uh, every pay per view almost doing a really stupid wacky thing that they'd never be able to get away with with fans there. Like last year Rey Mysterio losing an eyeball, uh, the Swamp match that was just ridiculous these things are so bad that I just find them funny now Yeah. <laughs> and this zombie thing was another thing that I just found funny and I just I was just like, right, I'm not even going to be mad at this, I'm just going to laugh because what's the point of getting angry with it, it's just wacky I... and it was just funny, it was really funny. It
1: was really funny, I thought they were might pull a twist from one of the old Smackdown vs. Brawl games, um, I don't know if you remember it but in one of them, you, your created wrestler fused with the Undertaker, and in one of the matches, it's a battle royale. You come out to the ring, and everybody is in battle royale with you is one of Undertaker's druids. Yeah, I do remember. And then afterwards, it cuts to like what the so every, all the lights are weird. You, you win because it's a wrestling game, you've got to win, and then it cuts to commentators, and they're like, Oh. I don't know what was happening with him in this match. He seemed like he wasn't really here. He wasn't focused, but he got the win. And I thought they were going to do that. I thought it was going to cut on kind of back to the commentators and being like, ah, oh, what is what? Why does uh, the Miz uh, like, seem scared of the wrestlers at ringside? Like what's going on? It's like, yeah. he, he thought they were zombies, but they were actually wrestlers. I thought they might do something like
0: that, but I that would have been cool. That would have been cool to do that. It wouldn't
1: have made any sense. Like if you'd been feuding with Bray Wyatt or Well, yeah, a character true. like that, it would have made sense. But why <laughs>
0: why was it with Damien Priest? There's nothing. Do you know what was cool? One of the zombies was Sky Too High. Oh I I That's amazing. I've been waiting
1: for a, like a YouTube video for someone of who everybody was. I'm sure we're gonna get something in the future. Yeah,
0: I think What Culture have done one going through all of them, but I just saw that Scotty Hotty posted that he was one of the zombies, so a little bit disappointed that one didn't do the worm across the ring. That would have been funny. That would've been really funny. Just for the banter. why not? You got zombies out there, why not? Yeah. But yeah. That that was the zombies on Backlash. Something we did not predict, to be fair to WWE going into the pay per view, so There you go, curveball folks. Yeah, not the curveball I think we
1: wanted, but... Yeah, funny one nonetheless.
0: Uh. Look, I'll take it. It it made me chuckle. I don't think it was meant to make me chuckle, but it made me chuckle, so I don't care. Um, Let's move on, anyway, to the WWE Championship. Another triple threat. However, I came into this with. Extremely low expectations, like I said in last week's podcast, it all just feels really stale for me. But I enjoyed the match. It was three big beefy guys, being big beefy guys, and there was one point in there where I thought Braun Strowman had broken his neck when he did that leap off the side of the ring and just landed on his head. Yeah, pretty much. Just
1: like Jesus Christ, man. That is something that WWE do seem to know how to do is to have the big men have a match and it's not going to be a work rate match it's not designed to be that but they seem to do those hard hitting uh matches really well they did some i think it was braun and bobby lashley last year um they had that i think it was those two that had a few that had a lot of those kind of matches Braun has done things in the past like matches with like Brock Lesnar and people like that and yeah, they're always entertaining because they look like very physical because they're huge muscly guys like throwing things and like that it, it, it always looks really good it's not quite as intricate as some of what some of the what the smaller guys can do but it's something that yeah. really seem to do really well. It's like they know what they want with the big guys, and they don't seem to always know what they want with the, <laughs> the smaller guys, unfortunately.
0: But no, no, I agree with that. And Bobby Lashley seems to really like being thrown through the stage by Braun Strowman. So a couple of times he's done it now. I think it happened in that feud yeah. it's a good, last year it's that we were talking about. Yeah, it's it's like. It, it sort of is what I was complaining about earlier, getting a person out of the way so it can be a singles match, but formulaic way that they do it all the time. It's an interesting way to get someone out of the match so that it can sort of just be a generic one-on-one match. So I liked it, and I like the match, and Bobby winning is obviously the right decision. Unfortunately, it seems like they're carrying on with the sort of Drew aspect of this feud a little bit on Raw, but I just wish that they'd move away from it completely.
1: I think they needed to this one because they've got Hell in a Cell coming up. They, you need a couple of established feuds for Hell in a Cell because you've got to have a Hell in a Cell match. It's the problem with the gimmick pay-per-views, in that Oh, Hell in a Cell is coming up. Gotta have two people get really Angry each other, so they have a Hell in a Cell match. At least with carrying on, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre probably didn't deserve a Hell in a Cell match, but I feel like that it at least makes sense compared to some of the other feuds going that they have a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, the other option,
0: all of the ones going, that's the one
1: that is most likely. The other option is a Roman Reigns one with the idea of keeping. Like Jey Uso out or something, but uh, that doesn't really fit because it's a Hell in a Cell, people normally come out of the cell anyway.
0: Yeah. But there's... They usually have two, don't they, anyway? Two matches. Yeah. But a hell in a Cell. Could be both of those. Look, we'll wait and see. Yeah. Do you know what? Drew McIntyre just doesn't seem like a likeable babyface for me now. He seems sort of like an entitled little bitch that's just whining about him not winning the title every time, it's this, just an excuse, sort of every roar when he doesn't win the title. It's like, Oh but it wasn't my fault. Give me another chance. Fuck off man. This isn't a baby face. He's just whining every single week. It's not likable.
1: That is uh, the WWE baby face curse, unfortunately.
0: That I know, I know it is. I know it is, it's just Which is part of the long-term bigger problem
1: Surprising, really is this, this, this is a company that faces. gave us Stone Cold Steve Austin
0: Yeah, but think about how long ago that was And since then, when has there been a babyface that is universally liked like Stone Cold? John Cena in his early days, uh, maybe? Face turned
1: Batista, maybe?
0: Yeah, but that's still, we're still talking like 10, 15 years ago for that
1: now. Yeah, that's 15, that's WrestleMania 21
0: for both of them. Yeah, exactly. After that, they've tried, they've tried the white meat. Roman Reigns didn't work, Seth Rollins didn't work. Daniel Bryan, I guess. We could say Daniel Bryan, but that was sort of to do with Daniel Bryan more than the WWE booking, he sort of brought that on himself.
1: Yeah, that was in spite of WWE, not because of WWE. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly, so oh. I think it, the point still stands, it's, it's been a long time since they made a proper likeable good guy and Drew McIntyre is certainly not on that road to become one. He he
1: was, when he beat Lesnar, like a year ago, he was in that spot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know, but do you know what it was then? It was, it was almost like he got the license to be himself in a way, because he was doing the countdown thing when it was fresh and new, and it was funny. The crowd would like count along to it, and he was just beating up these goobers, kicking their head off every week, and looking good, getting the crowd involved, and everyone liked it, it was a bit light-hearted. But now he's just, he's just a bitch. <laughs> he's a whining bitch.
1: Oh, that's some powerful words. You keep saying I'm going to have Seamus knocking on my door, you're going to have Drew McIntyre.
0: Uh, he can knock on my door, I'll take him down. I don't think it's it. okay because Scotland are going to bomb the Euros and England are going to win it, so it's fine. Wow. It's fine, we don't need a match, we, we've got Scotland versus England in a month or so. going have we'll just decide on that. I'm going to clip this and
1: Tag Drew McIntyre on Facebook on, Facebook, on Twitter. So, uh, shall we talk about uh, Roman Reigns versus Cesaro? Let's. The last, uh, the main event of WrestleMania Backlash. I really wish Cesaro had won. We 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 didn't think he would, um, but I did really wish that happened. The match was good, I'm just not entirely sure where it goes on from here, at the time of us recording, this week's Smackdown hasn't aired, we don't really know what's going to be happening, but...
0: We don't know the backlash
1: from WrestleMania Backlash, yeah. No. And to know if there's any backlash to that backlash from Backlash. Um, no. <laughs> but. <For now. laughs> I'm, I'm, in, I'm excited to see where it all goes. The, the match was really good, and I feel like if there'd been a crowd in front of, uh, in front of it, if there'd been a crowd watching it live, um, yeah, it would have been a big moment for Cesaro. Yeah, agreed. Uh, he, he looked good despite losing, so, which is kind of what you want from that sort, of, sort of match. You, some, sometimes you need yeah. to look good in defeat, so. Hopefully. Well this
0: is what I was saying last week when you were on about the Colt holic question who wins. I think they both won from it because it, Roman Reigns looks strong and in defeat he put over Cesare. You don't need to win every single time to be put over. Like In defeat Cesare looks amazing.
1: Well it all depends where it goes from here. I think because of the uh, Seth Rollins beatdown after the match that he's going to go back to the Seth Rollins feud. And normally, I'd say, oh, why are you going backwards? That's bad. But if there's no panlands for him to beat Roman, I'd much rather him go back and feud with Seth and beat up Seth again than have another match with Roman and lose. Because I don't think he can gain anything else from losing to Roman again. Yeah. But taking him him out of the feud is a smart decision.
0: Yeah. You know that I usually moan... Big time about them prolonging feuds for too long, and I know that he's going back to face Cesaro uh, to face Seth Rollins, but it doesn't feel like they're prolonging it for too long in a way. It feels like he's still got legs. Yeah. When they had their match at WrestleMania, the feud was only a couple of weeks long. It was only a couple of weeks old. I don't think they did too much of a build into it. And this Seth Rollins character is interesting for me. Oh, like yeah. I feel like it could go two ways with his character in a way. It's Still be healed, but then a couple of weeks ago when you saw Seth and Roman in the same shot, I kind of thought, I think I might be invested in a Seth Rollins babyface turn and going against Roman Reigns, which I never thought I'd say. I mean, that after could be Seth a, Rollins' last. That could be a, a run. Match. That could
1: be a summerslam. It match. could. It could. Um, although they're going to struggle to promo that one like
0: good I luck I was just thinking that good luck to <laughs> the room how are they going to find a their history? That Ambrose <laughs> <laughs> they'll just be like some super zoomed in photos of fists together and one fist completely cut out
1: <laughs> or, or will they just be like well you know what we have to admit he was there we'll just use the shots because he was always like he was always roaming in the middle Seth on one side Dean on the other so you can show it with the focus being on those two, and he's just kind of there. I feel
0: like that. I mean, it does not I gonna, don't think they could get away out. with it. I don't think they could get away with cropping it out. Imagine them, like the ridicule that they'd get for cropping him out. You're right. Dean Ambrose was always on like the left or right, wasn't he? So they could easily just cut Ambrose out, and it just be Rollins.
1: Or like you know, blur him and, a little. Put a
0: little...
1: Yeah. There's a lot oh, they could man. do, but it's gonna be a difficult the promo package to make. <laughs> there's there's some poor oh. uh, like editor who has seen Seth and Roman together, and gone. Oh my God! If they, if they get in a feud, I'm gonna have so much work to do, like.
0: I know what they'll do. They'll use the footage of when uh, Dean Ambrose was ill and they got Kurt Angle in instead.
1: They'll Wait, just make was,
0: Kurt Angle... That was instead of Roman. Was it? Oh, no. They'll, they'll somehow manage to edit the footage together and just make out that Kurt Angle and Triple H were the permanent members of the Shield instead. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that That was that a weird was... time in history, wasn't it? That was that a was, really um... weird time in history, seeing Angle in a bloody stab-proof vest or whatever it is.
1: Let me have a look, I'm pretty sure it's, um, I don't know what's to you know on view. that same
0: pay-per-view they were meant to have Demon Finn Balor against Sister Abigail um, Bray Wyatt, weren't they? Yeah. Bray Wyatt was like photoshopped to look like a woman in the pro So and then he got a stomach bug and he couldn't do it, so thank god for that stomach bug. What, wasn't it the mumps? Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, quite, quite a
1: few of them got A it, few of them got it um, Yeah, that was a very weird show. That was TLC 2017. That was a long time ago. Jeez, I can't believe that's that long ago. Um, yeah, Kurt Angle with The Shield. I mean, I still <laughs> remember that happening. And just, you know, why did he come out with them? Like, <laughs> if it if they'd come out by themselves, and then Kurt Angle would come out like, oh, I'm going to team with them for this match.
0: In his normal gear as well.
1: Yeah, it would have been fine, it would have been a little weird, but <laughs> you they could have set it up with like a promo backstage of like, uh Roman's like not here, and Kurt's like, don't worry, I've got your back. But they didn't even, I didn't even think they set it up. I think it just, he came out with them and everyone's like, what kind of angle did it?
0: Yeah, it was just so random, there so, was, so
1: random. I believe there was also a house show version, that a Triple H.
0: Yeah, he did. In the gear. Which is even more weird seeing as the Shield feuded against the Authority and Evolution for so long. But look, that's WWE logic for you. Triple H is the good guy. Everyone, remember it. But look, there you go. I think we've talked about WWE Backlash and the backlash that's going to come from it for long enough. Monday Night Raw, not an awful lot happened. Um, Of note, as I seem to be saying, more frequently every single week, um, like I said earlier Drew McIntyre was a little bitch at the beginning of the show asking for another title match, um, Bobby Lashley eventually said that he's going to do an open champion, uh, an open challenge for his championship uh, and Kofi Kingston answered it and eventually beat him, so that might lead somewhere, uh, John Morrison and Damian Priest had a rematch again in a normal lumberjack match without zombies. So, eh, yeah, it's okay. Another rerun. Uh, another Asuka and Charlotte Flair match. Where Asuka won. Ricochet was on the show, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I do Although wanna, he's a little bitch as well. I do want to talk Anything about the Ricochet Anything you want to talk match? about particularly? Yeah. So,
1: uh, this I believe this was set up on the pre-show for uh, Backlash, which I didn't actually see. Um, yeah. So. There was, I think there was some confrontation between them on the pre show, and it's that, that uh, Ricochet has stolen Sheamus' hat and coat, which is a weird setup for a match,
0: but okay. that's a baby face for you.
1: Yeah, it played into the uh, Rick O'Shea um, joke that they've had for a little while I think it's popped up on Twitter and stuff occasionally which is a reasonably funny joke he did an Irish accent and Seamus looked furious like some good character work I think in like what was happening my problem with it was that Ricochet lost like yeah if Ricochet had won even if it bit like I know they love a roll-up and a distraction finish and all that kind of stuff. If Ricochet had won with like a a sneaky little victory, a roll-up, something like that, then you've got a story. Like, he's embarrassed Sheamus by mocking him, then he's beating yeah. him, now you've got a story. But he, he lost, and if WWE do want to carry on that story why we've already seen the champion win quite decisively in the end like it was not for the title like Ricochet should have won that match and given you an option of are they going to do that feud and what surprises me the most is I was, I thought that while I was watching it like that was such a bad decision that Ricochet lost because you could have built a story him versus Seamus, could have been an interesting feud they did the exact same concept either the next match or like the main event like having i know having kofi kingston beat bobby lashley allows you to set up a potential kofi kingston bobby lashley feud but they should have used that earlier in the night and done something different here it it didn't make sense (laughs) how they did it it's like you had the idea you just used it in the wrong spot
0: why? I know, I know, I know, but as you know there's no rhyme or reason with Monday Night Raw. And it hasn't been for a while now. Look. I have a like, feeling
1: like when WWE write their plans, they write down the name of the match and then they don't use their names anymore. And what's happened is someone's got all the pieces of paper and he's gone to take them to Vince and he's tripped over. Maybe sure Michaels is too kick- kicking people in the hallways again. All the papers have <laughs> gone everywhere. He's just piled them together and given them to Vince. I hope that's right. And we're getting these weird endings that should have been for it other does matches. It doesn't seem that
0: way. It doesn't seem that way. Because like a couple of weeks ago, we obviously had Mansoor come up and lose his undefeated streak. Travesty. We had Humberto Korea. He's been taken out, obviously, because he's injured. Now we've had recognition. Rick- I was about to say Ricochet then, but <laughs> Ricochet. Who are we going to have next week? Like Mark Jindrak or someone? Who knows? It could be literally anyone. I mean, look, not going to be Velveteen Dream. See you later. Uh, um, I, yeah, I love but...
1: Seamus.
0: <laughs> like... Me too. He's such a and great look, character. I, I want him it. to hold on to the belt for ages because that belt looks awesome on him, but I want to see him in a good story. Yeah. So, yeah, ultimately, I think we both just want a good short story for Seamus to get his teeth into. Like it feels like a long time since he had a good story too. I think it was Drew McIntyre earlier in the year, but well, obviously he had the Piss Cup uh, incident with Jeff Hardy last year, which was yeah, interesting. Anyway, I think that's enough talk about WrestleMania Backlash, and WrestleMania backlash is Backlash. Next week we'll talk about WrestleMania's Backlash. Wait, WrestleMania backlash is Backlash. Backlash and so on and so forth for every week after but the big news coming out of the world of wwe this week or today even as recording it was announced today friday the 21st of may 2021 that wwe are returning to touring and live crowds are coming back as of i believe the 16th of july they're kicking it off with a 25 city or something like that, and Money in the Bank are going to have fans back. Raw and SmackDown are going to have fans back. Is this not normality returning? It seems
1: that it's some level of normality. I, I know here in the UK we've had quite a successful uh, vaccine rollout. Uh, I think up into like down to the over forties, so forty and up have had a lot of the vaccines. The, the younger generations haven't had it yet, but. I don't know what's happening in America.
0: We're not far off no. though because my brother's just been offered his and he's uh, 33 so so um, he's gonna get so, it soon. I looked actually earlier in America and in terms of percentage of population they're pretty much the same it's like 80 percent or something. So that's pretty good. Um, population have had at least one job.
1: So it's, it's starting to feel a little bit more comfortable going out and doing things here so I imagine it's a similar kind of feeling over in America. Uh, it, it, it looks promising, I, I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch so to speak but I'm, I'm feeling pretty promising about some uh, return to normality and as I said earlier I feel like WWE have got something big planned for Money in the Bank, the first, uh, obviously well, Wrestlemania was the first show but like the kind of first pay per view um, back for like a string of them. WrestleMania is always its own beast. So, yeah, I feel there's going to be some, yeah. some big some big plans. Obviously, we then
0: got SummerSlam, which is end of August, I think. Yeah, and that's apparently going to be held in Las Vegas, which would be pretty
1: awesome. So, there's uh, some good times, hopefully, on the horizon for WWE. Um, they always seem to do their best around the big pay-per-views, WrestleMania and SummerSlam. Um, and I feel that like with the injection of crowd energy mm-hmm. can hopefully be the uh, the turning point for WWE and also on a personal note I'll have finished watching all the WrestleManias so I don't think I'll be as burnt out from watching wrestling as I am at the minute and can actually start looking forward to each show
0: so just going back to your uh, prediction of there being a big moment in Money in the Bank Q Goldberg returning and winning Money in the Bank <laughs> Yeah, I say I say big. I, oh, I, do you know? What? I wouldn't be surprised. In the I, I say big.
1: I want it to be good as well. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe the that's Maybe the fiends will fair. win fair. money in the They've bank. got Why?
1: Like, why not? Like,
0: Fucking hell. you said good. Yeah, something good, man. No, that's not good. Maybe that would be interesting. Maybe Lily oh, will win it. I
1: don't know what's happening with it. who's Who's that feud? Gonna, is that Shayna? Is that? was it Nia?
0: It looks like Shayna Baszler,
1: poor poor Shayna Baszler. Nia would make more sense, her and (sighs) uh, Alexis had a partnership in that but uh, I'm perversely interested in seeing what happens with that story like I know it's gonna be terrible but I just kind of want to watch it happen.
0: I just can't bear to watch this whole Alexa Bliss thing. It's so bad. It's so bad. I didn't think the Alexa Bliss fiend chemistry dynamic thing could get any worse, but oh, like I was I said, wrong.
1: It is I agree terrible.
0: With you,
1: but I just have to watch it. Like, just need to know what's happening.
0: It's like watching the moments up to a disaster.
1: Yeah, can't take you. Can't take my eyes off it.
0: It's like a. It's like a tsunami, like you can see the waves coming in, but you can't take your eyes off of it. And destruction is coming. I
1: think that is the That's perfect is. way to end episode fifteen. As I don't think there's much more we can talk I about. I think it is
0: so no, no, I think there you go, that is WrestleMania backlashes backlash being discussed by me and Damien. So as ever, thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next week. Over to Damien for all the social details.
1: Yeah, if you have any issues with our opinions on WrestleMania Backlash and the backlash from WrestleMania's backlash, then you can give us your backlash. I said backlash so many times <laughs> uh, on Twitter at Figure Four UK, <laughs> on Facebook at the Figure Forecast, and I think we we're on Instagram. We don't use it, but that's the Figure Forecast as well. But let us know your thoughts on the pay-per-view and on the weekly shows uh, over on one of those.
0: Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.